0: You guys, this episode actually has video, so if you want to watch it on YouTube, I would highly recommend it. Uh, it's uh, worth a looking at. So you know, the links down below if you feel like doing that. Uh, otherwise, you know, enjoy. You're enjoying a lesser product, but it's it's you know what, whatever makes you happy. Okay. Hey everybody, it's me, Nap. I just wanted to let you know that if you're only listening to the you Mind podcast, then you're only getting half the story. Uh, listen to Creeping Wave Radio, our sister podcast, to hear what happens when the mics go off. Links to both podcasts are in the description below. What
1: are you doing? And pray tell, what is this? A
0: camera for my podcast. Is that even-
1: Don't be scared now, but it looks like you just wandered straight into you mind country. That's you mind, short for unaffiliated mind games, and you ain't never gonna be the same again. Brace yourself. It's time for red-hot truth injection. Oh yeah! That's right, bitch. We're rounding up the sheeple and shaking them awake. You mind? damn bad! We're gonna set fire to the wall over your eyes! Feel the burn, baby! Hot damn! We're toppling the lies of the lamestream media, one by one! Woo-wee! Watch them bad boys fall! Hey, Universe A! Hey, this is Universe B calling, and we're gonna tear you a new one! You mind?
0: Okay, hey everybody! Uh, Welcome to the Mind podcast. I am here today with our special guest, Waldo Oswaldo. Hey, everybody. Hey. So, Waldo, you are a professional dancing puppet man.
2: That is correct.
0: Well, excellent. So, describe what one does in the role of a dancing puppet man.
3: Um... That's a difficult question to answer. It sort of varies show to show depending on the situation, but I have a a set of a, I have a set of scripted gags that I like to perform with the audience and they, ra- they react to those in their various ways, some of which are harmful to me, some of which are uh, very positive. And um depending on which way the show goes, we usually have either a, a pretty good time or a, it's pretty awful.
0: Oh so you're really taking a risk every time you get up on stage
3: uh i suppose every performer is
0: now you are of course multi-talented as anybody who's heard your hit song off your hit single yeah 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 can attest to that's that a- was a
3: contractually obligated situation to uh create the illusion that i was an artist with some kind of platform back when i started doing this back in 2016 I I have, uh, I have distanced myself from this material, but it does indeed exist.
0: Oh yes, it felt like it was such a positive affirmation, but I guess that was all just uh, an illusion perpetrated at the time. It
3: felt right at the time. I could say that.
0: Now you are, in fact, a puppet, and some puppets need strings to operate. Um, you seemingly don't. Is that just a trick of the light, or what? It you- is
3: sort of a Pinocchio situation. It came when I rescued my father from the belly of the whale in my own way and uh, sort of came into myself and became a real boy.
0: Oh, that's man. Very nice. Boy. Well, congratulations for that. I'm sure your father's very appreciative. Would you say, I think so. Is he an inspiration for you?
2: Um, you sure. Um, I'm pretty (laughs) inspired by, um, it's tough to pin down. It, it, um, I don't.
3: I don't know how to respond to that. I don't know how to respond to questions about my father on a
2: oh. in a public forum.
0: Yes. Well, I'm sorry if I've touched on a sensitive topic, but um, well, as a puppet, who controls you?
2: Um, are we are we getting philosophical here, or is that a?
0: Well, you are a puppet. Is there anybody who controls you? You had said before that, uh, you are under a contractual obligation. Sometimes the audience directs your show. Uh, Are you under the direct control of, uh, any kind of a puppeteer, or is it more social influence?
2: That is difficult to answer as well, and, um, there may be an answer to that that I don't
3: understand, because I certainly do not feel in control. So if somebody is in
2: control, it is not me.
0: Now there's a variety of different puppets out there. There's paper bag puppets, sock puppets, uh, marionettes, K-pop bands, congressmen. Are there any existing prejudices that exist between these groups in the puppet world? Uh, and
3: the, the lines are blurred between these groups more than you might imagine.
2: Hmm.
0: Uh, would you care to elaborate? No. Oh. Okay. Well, I guess maybe we'll get just a touch philosophical here. Oh, boy. (laughs) Yeah. What's at your core? And by that, I mean, what are you constructed from?
2: Um, this is a a half uh, styrofoam dome you can purchase at Michael's. This is an upside-down.
3: Styrofoam visor all it's all available at uh, Michael's so I suppose you could say that Michael's department store is at my core This is a tuft of uh, a tuft of human hair. Oh, wow Uh,
0: Where did you get that from?
3: That is from the man in my head who um, We're gonna just Just ignore that.
0: we don't need to talk about him. No No. And do you remember anything prior to your assembly?
2: I, I could redirect that question right back at
0: you. Yeah, well, that's that's true. <laughs> I don't think much of us do. Now, how can our listeners at home recognize if they might themselves be puppets?
3: That is not an easy distinction to make, and I do not feel comfortable uh, drawing those lines in the sand. It's it's That's up to the individual. Mm-hmm. I don't want to get too political on this program. I have to keep my audience united what little of them is out there.
0: No, I totally understand that. You say what little of them is out there. Would you say you're not getting the response that you're wanting? It's it's a tough
2: it's a tough industry.
3: That's it about is.
2: it that's that's just showbiz
0: so speaking of showbiz when did you first realize your calling as an entertainer
2: mm, that
3: dates back as far as I can remember if I had a if I had a choice in the matter about my career path I would have gone a completely different route this is a, a dismal nightmare and to anybody who's thinking about getting involved in an um, in entertainment I would consider engineering or carpentering or something more uh,
0: Um, practical?
3: Yes, and useful.
0: So, you're saying it wasn't really a choice. You were essentially puppeteered.
3: I think everyone was.
0: Yeah, yeah. So everybody is kind of just forced into a role and then made to play it. Uh, Just you, perhaps, in a more visible way. Now, how did your act come about?
3: Um, the first performance I ever did was at an open mic at the Aztec Brewery in Vista,
2: mm-hmm.
3: and um, that was received one way or another. And um, that was a, a a more typical song and dance routine that you might have seen from uh, from earlier entertainers. But I've um, I've exhausted that bag of tricks, and I've gone through the whole gambit. I did the songs, I did the dancing, I did the comedy, I did. Uh, the music, if I said that already, I went through <laughs> the whole gambit, and I just don't know what these people want from me anymore. So I've I've tried to keep the act fresh, and I don't know if I've succeeded in that endeavor.
0: Now, Aztec breweries is where I first saw you, and I really enjoyed myself. I really thought you lit up the stage there.
3: Well, thank you. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, th- I, th- I don't think know that- if everybody who was at that particular performance would agree, but oh, some well. people certainly do. <laughs> so thank you.
0: Well, I sort of go for the more esoteric, make-you-think kind of acts, and yours is definitely one of those. Is it? Uh, Well, it made me think, so, you know.
2: Well, that's that's interesting. Yes,
0: yes. Some people, they don't want to think, and I think maybe those people wouldn't respond to your act that well. Might be a little too frightening for them to venture into those kind of territories. You know what I mean? Perhaps.
3: Mm. It's frightening for me.
0: Yes. Yeah, you don't seem like you're afraid up there. You seem very confident, but, but is that just... Uh... That's amazing to me. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I thought you were really high energy up there doing your bit, doing your dancing, doing your jokes. It was great.
3: We go 100% in every show. We have to give our all in this business or they cast you out into the streets immediately. I've seen this firsthand.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's absolutely true. Now, you had talked about the responses very mixed for your shows. Um, do you have any stories, uh, good or bad, about how things... Um, yeah,
2: uh, you'll
3: get uh, the occasional physical attack, oh, which is um, usually handled pretty well by the rest of the crowd. But um, when whenever anybody's able to land a, uh, a physical blow, it adds a good amount of excitement and... Um, while it's not the most enjoyable experience for me, I've noticed that when that does take place, um, even though uh, the, the individuals who are involved in the assault are typically not enjoying it, it does inc- improve the enjoyment of the rest of the crowd. It gives it that, that action factor. So while I'm not um, asking my audience to attack me, I won't deny that when they do, it uh, tends to help me out.
0: Oh, wow. So, so there's a very physical aspect to your shows some of the time.
3: It's, um, it's, a, it's got a little bit of, uh, it's got a little bit of old time, uh, show tunes and it's got a little bit of WWE as well. Yes.
0: Mm. Mm-hmm. Very nice. So how do you defend yourself when that happens or do you, joke? um,
3: I am 100% reliant on the rest of the crowd to save me in the event of a, of a physical assault because I don't, in, in the, uh, in, in the, in the experiences where this has happened to me. I would stand no chance defending myself because the uh, my assailants are usually quite uh, large in physical stature compared oh, wow. to me.
0: Oh. So you, you've you noticed that large men tend to come after you more. Is that maybe a dominance issue that they're dealing with? They don't like to see you up on stage? I, I don't know.
3: Oh, well, I'm in some instances, but I've had people of all shapes and sizes come after me. It's just it wouldn't look very good on my part to fight the crowd. I like to try
0: to re- maintain an air
3: of professionalism and just continue the show.
0: Right, right. Oh, well, that's well. it is disappointing to hear that that's how some people respond to it. Um, I think that maybe some people just can't take good old-fashioned entertainment. It is exciting. Mm-hmm. You have to hand it to them. Yeah, well, yeah, I guess they, they just amp it up a notch. Do you think maybe liquor's involved in that choice?
3: Absolutely. Ah. 100% of the time. I have never once been assaulted by a sober individual.
0: Wow. Okay. Well, see that that starts to make sense, I guess. Now, we're talking about this and I have to ask, do you resent performing for humans sometimes?
2: Sometimes. Yeah. Um not all of the time.
3: There 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 has to be something that keeps me doing it, I suppose. Mhm. But um it, it really does depend. And I think that uh, any anyone you ask who's been in this business long enough would probably answer that question similarly.
0: Yeah, yeah, I would think so. Yeah, I think you hear that a lot in interviews um, where entertainers will hit a point where they kind of see the audience as their best friend and their worst enemy.
3: Uh, that pretty much just hits the nail on the head. They're your, they're your bread and butter. So,
0: mm-hmm. Well, have you ever performed for other Puppets and why
3: or why not? Um, there's not too much of a of a market for that kind of activity. I would love to if that was uh if such an event were to arise, I pretty much just perform anywhere that I can get uh booked, which oh. is which um the those the events that are appropriate come and go
0: mm-hmm. with time. So I know you do emceeing. Do you do uh, bar mitzvahs, weddings? Um, Have you ever officiated a wedding?
3: No, and I'm, um, well, I'm sure the money is good for that. It would make me very, very nervous. So any bride and groom who wanted me to do such a service would have to be prepared for the the anxiety attack that would ensue from such a situation.
0: Oh. Yeah, I know there's starting to be a a market out there for that sort of thing, Uh, you know, like Gallagher. He officiates weddings now. That's absurd. Yeah, it sounds like quite the wedding to be at. But, uh, you know, if that's if that's how you want to roll, then it's your special day, I guess. So Has Gallagher ever been married? Um, yeah, I think he is married. I think that there was an interview a while ago where he actually talked about that. Aren't there two Gallagher's? There are. There's Gallagher one and Gallagher two, who I think was his brother. So.
3: which one's the one that went down into the gutter
0: yeah yeah i think that's um gallagher two and gallagher one sustained
3: and he's the one who's still gigging around now and doing the and weddings
0: mm-hmm. he does weddings uh he he writes songs uh he has a youtube channel he's yeah uh still still alive and kicking so
3: well good for him anyone who can sustain a business on that model is um is a miracle worker
0: yeah, you wouldn't think there's that much call for somebody to continually smash watermelons, but some people are into it, so hey. But, uh, is that something that you would ever do on stage, like prop kind of comedy like that? Or more gags? Or are you really just about... Uh, just Gags to- are my business! I'm yeah. trying
3: to locate some kind of a larger trunk to carry all of these various items in. I don't want to become too notorious as a as a prop comic, because oh, yeah. there's not—that's the words just make the make your skin crawl.
0: You don't want to so, go the carrot top route, no. Though he is working in Vegas right now, from what I hear,
3: that is the last place that I want to end up, but it's <laughs> most likely where I will.
0: Mm, well, though I promise to come see you if you do headline a Vegas show, so I, you have my word. So, but um, so. <sighs> We're talking about kind of the I did not
3: mean to insult the people of Las Vegas, Nevada. There's a lot of bad money there that could come after me, so I'm no, gonna, no, gonna keep true. my hat low on that.
0: Very very true. Yeah, we, we don't want anybody to do,
3: hmm? do you ever do you ever edit portions of the of the podcast out?
0: I can. Absolutely. Um do you want me to edit that part out?
3: We might as well go the we might as well not do that. We might as well keep it raw for the for raw, the raw.
0: Just real you know.
3: But, um, if you hear anything from, from anybody, you might want to take that part out. We're going to,
0: yeah. Yeah. let's move on. I yes. don't want to
3: talk about Las Vegas anymore. <laughs> no,
0: we're not talking about Las Vegas. Though, I, I do want to continue talking about, um, the entertainment industry and Hollywood, since it seems like something that, oh boy. Uh, yeah. Um, what is, uh, what is your opinion on Hollywood? Let's start off with that. What is your opinion
3: of Hollywood?
0: Mm, i think that uh it started out with good intentions of just uh bringing to life stories and uh kind of creating entertainment for people and uh it became too structured to the point where they're not willing to take risks things have become just recycled variations on one theme or another even the actresses that we see um they all sort of look similar uh Natalie Portman looks just like Keira Knightley looks just like Winona Ryder, and they're not willing to bank on anything that's not going to be predictably successful or hasn't been in the past.
3: Well, I couldn't have put it too much better myself. <laughs> I have a love-hate relationship with Hollywood, yeah. and I, I, that's about as simple, simply put, as it can be. I think most people have a similar, a similar feel of it.
0: Mm-hmm. I do think that there are some people who maybe just enjoy the chaos of it um would you be one of those people or not really maybe sometimes
2: it's hard to put it's hard to pin down there seems to be a um um there, there, i cannot avoid what the thing i hate the most
0: mm. Mm-hmm. because you're an entertainer and that's kind of there's only so many avenues for you right So, Do you think that your act is maybe helping to change some of that rigidity that we see in Hollywood and the entertainment industry at large?
3: Absolutely not, but it has <laughs> helped me uh, to locate other like-minded individuals and keep them as a closer part of my life.
0: That's excellent. So that's, that's very good. So you, you say you meet a lot of people who are uh, responsive to what you're doing.
3: I, I make friends doing this I could I could say that.
0: Well, that's something. I I mean, I think that's why people go into entertainment in the first place, is to sort of gain some level of recognition for who they are or what they do. We'll be right back with more Waldo Oswaldo fun after a word from our sponsor. Stay tuned.
1: This April 27th, Prepare yourself for an experience unlike anything you've ever dared experience before. Ready yourself for the comedic force that is Waldo Oswaldo, the professional dancing puppet man, live on stage at the Just Trying to Make Friends event in San Diego, California. Live people listening to live music, and of course, Waldo Oswaldo. This is going to be the event of the century, and you can be there for it. For venue location and more info as it becomes available, check out Waldo Oswaldo's official Instagram at Waldo underscore Oswaldo. If you're not there, then every puppy in the world will explode. Come here, Rover. What's wrong, boy? Don't let this happen. Think of the puppies. Take a stand and attend the Just Trying to Make Friends event. April 27th, 2019, San Diego, California. Be there.
0: And now, back to more news they don't want you to hear on the You Mind podcast. Stay woke, everyone. Would you say you're the kind of person who thrives on attention or sort of shies away from it? That's
3: the hardest question I could possibly have to answer. I um <laughs> I really I I think that my my instincts tell me that I do not like attention. But my actions tell me that I do.
0: Mm. So you're saying it's like something within you just takes over and you kind of go there. And then you have to deal with the repercussions when you get back. Yes, that's the god-awful part. Yeah, yeah, no, it's... (sighs) Oh yeah, trust me, that's what I'm dealing with, too. (laughs) Here's here's a question. That's a
3: puppet's life for you, though. It is a
0: puppet's life. It, It is indeed. So, speaking again on the subject of puppets, do you find their portrayal in the media sometimes offensive? Uh, we touched on Pinocchio, maybe the Muppets, or um, I
3: haven't been too offended by anything puppet related lately, except for the recent um, the recent disaster that recently um, uh, lost lost twenty million dollars for Warner Brothers. What was the name of that horrible film? Everyone. It was the advertising campaign for this movie was shoved down our throats for a very long time hmm. it was um What was that movie?
0: I don't know
3: the happy time murders. Oh, was, right.
0: Yeah. I was
3: offended by this film and its existence
0: mm.
3: It could have been it, it, the pro. I'm, I'm not gonna say too much more about it I think everybody is as outraged as I am and the negative 20 million dollars at the box office speaks for that.
0: Yeah well, are you at all worried that by talking about this film, you might spike people's curiosity and get them to watch it, and then they'll be exposed to this hatred and vitriol?
3: I'm horrified by everything that I say in a public forum. I, I can't imagine what's going, what the things I've said on this podcast are going to come back and do to me in the future.
0: Oh, you and me both. Well, not because of you, but after every podcast, I sort of sit there and go like, yeah, why did I say that? Uh, then I <laughs> <laughs> I have the ability to edit it out. So, but uh, yeah, I, I wish I had that in real life, but uh, n- not yet, though. As things become more digital, maybe that'll be a possibility.
3: We will live forever on the internet. So there is that. To look forward to or to uh fear depending on your perspective, I suppose
0: true um now, do you ever put on maybe like an impromptu show or something like that?
3: Oh it's been on my to do list for a while um I would need more individuals to participate in in such an event that mm-hmm. um but but the short answer to that is no i have I have not done anything of that nature um yet
0: Hmm. okay. Well, I'd love to see that, and you have my number, so.
3: That's that cool. I do. You,
0: you do. Yes. Not not a lot of I people it do.
3: For coming on the podcast. That's how we stayed in <laughs> in touch to organize the event. That's a little behind the scenes for you, there, folks. That's a little
0: I'm, behind the scenes, guys.
3: You're you got to talk. We didn't just meet up on Skype by accident here.
0: No, no, that would be interesting, though. It's a. Uh... Have you ever thought about doing like uh those chat roulettes or omegles where uh you just randomly encounter people and see how they would respond to your
2: uh That's not a bad idea. Yeah.
0: You know, might be kind of an interesting thing. So what changes would you like to see in the human puppet dynamic?
3: Well, I would like to get my name on the bills for the shows I'm booked on. That's that would be a starter. It's um it's typically rough when the audience arrives at a show I have been booked on and, and I haven't been advertised because then they they want Vampire Weekend to come out on stage, but they don't realize there's another opening act coming out first. So when their when their favorite band does not come out on stage and instead it is me,
0: mm. that
3: typically generates some of some of the worst reactions I've had.
0: Well, that hardly seems fair. Why would they do that, do you think?
3: Um, I think. It, a lot of it has to do with the the uh, the way that I've been booked in the past I mm-hmm. think that because I present myself as an MC or a host um it's uh it's often ignored mm-hmm. I don't really know it's a case by case basis as well there are some some posters have put my name on it but when I get there it's never clear how long I'm supposed to perform for or when exactly my set is and sometimes the bands will be setting up while I perform and we're never really sure exactly when it's supposed to start or end, but that's part of, uh, that's part of the, the show I've created for myself. It's all a, a chaotic nightmare, and that's what I've come to expect from the whole situation, and um, hopefully my, my audience does as well.
0: Are there any lessons that humanity could learn from the experiences of a, a puppet like yourself um, dealing with the abuse and the accolades, and uh, just what wisdom do you have to offer?
2: Um, there may be a lesson to be learned from from all of this, but if if there is, it's not my place to identify it.
0: Hmm, that's that's very profound. That there, I there's guess. there's a bit of a philosopher in you, I think. Maybe. Yeah. Who are some uh people or puppets that you've uh met who've been interesting to you? I know you talked about Vampire Weekend. Any stories oh, to share I've never about met,
3: them? Um Vampire Weekend before I was using them as an example as oh, one okay. of these popular popular music groups that can that the the lack of their presence can make a crowd into a group of savage murderers in the blink of an eye.
0: Mm. Well you haven't um, been murdered yet, I suppose.
3: Uh-huh. But uh, in- interesting stories as far as other puppets I've come across, or other mm-hmm. interesting acts. One of the one of my favorite acts I've ever seen perform were called um, they were called Macula Dog. That's like Dracula but with an M at the beginning. Macula wow. Dog, two words. And uh, these folks had these crazy jumpsuits on, and they put they would play synthesizers, but they had they were wearing these helmets with cameras on the inside that wow. projected their faces onto the walls. And I'd never seen anything like it. And uh, getting to share the stage with such an act was one of a was a proud moment in my history. I was, it made me glad I'm I'm doing all of this.
0: Yeah, absolutely. That sounds fascinating. So if, you
3: get, if you get the chance to see them live, that's a that's an absolute treat. I've also been delighted to perform a couple of times with Gary Wilson and the Blind Dates, who are another local San Diego marvel worth uh, staring at in awe.
0: Yeah. Well, what does their act kind of entail? What what sort of music is it, first of all, I guess? Um it's it's very
3: hard to describe. Um he's been around a while, so it's worth just kind of browsing his discography from over the years. Um I, I don't want to give too much about him away. I hadn't discovered him until I was booked on a bill with him and then I just went down the rabbit hole of researching him.
0: Mm hmm. So when I saw you it was Digital Lizards of Doom, Pink Eye and Bonehenge that evening
3: and Pink Pink Eye are good friends of mine as well. I would absolutely recommend checking that show out. They brought me on tour with them to Arizona. Oh wow. Last year, which was um which was a marvelous experience to get me out on the road and expose me to some new uh, some new uh scoundrels and murderers.
0: Oh, well, excellent. Well, It's always nice to have that kind of a hookup when you need it. Uh
3: that was another situation where I was um I was uh, privately attacked a few times after the show, but while I was on stage, we were um, generally pretty well-received. I I enjoyed myself. I like the desert, and I like being on the road and performing in new towns where the people haven't seen me a a dozen times and are ready for the next act to go on.
0: Mm -hmm. Well, I guess I worry about you a little bit then. Um, Do you ever wear like a Kevlar vest, or is there any kind of protection in your headpiece?
3: So far, I feel relatively safe in that regard. I, I've been I've been playing up the attacks, but most of the time the crowd has been very uh, quick to defuse the situation. And if anyone were ever to to uh, to pull a firearm on me, I imagine there are probably larger issues at play than my act. And uh, I may just be in the wrong place in the wrong time so should such a scenario arise.
0: Probably, yeah. That doesn't sound like a great thing. <laughs> So they they usually do checks at the door and stuff like that. I mean, they, uh, I I always, no, they don't. Well, I was at a club in Atlanta and they made me get rid of my pencils, which, uh, I, I could see them being a weapon, I guess it's, you know,
3: one of the venues we went to on that tour, a friend of mine said that on a previous visit there, he had been dancing with some people in the crowd and then a gun just fell out of a guy's pocket and landed on the ground and he went, whoops, and picked it up and put it back and the dancing continued.
0: That's so you never know what you're
3: going to find in these in
2: these clubs.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's kind of a mixed bag, huh? Now, tell us a little bit about how you became friends with Pink Eye.
2: Um,
3: We played a few, I think we played an early open mic together at the Aztec Brewery, and we became uh, personal friends and eventually started to uh, gig together when the shows were appropriate for it.
0: Yeah, I really like them a lot. They have such really diverse instrumentation, and uh, it's just great.
3: Yeah, that's one of my favorite parts about them. It's uh, it's very exci- it's a very exciting live performance, especially with all yes the the instrument switches and the the variety of flavors they have going on in the music.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess your act kind of reminds me of um, when Oingo Boingo first started out. They were called the Mystical Knights of the Oingo Boingo. Oh uh, yeah. Yeah. And they used to do like a cabaret show when they'd have costumes and plots and all sorts of crazy plot lines and, you know, sometimes puppets. And uh, they wound up not doing it because they basically had to, you know, rent a moving van every time to move all of their equipment with them. But it's recorded forever in a film called The Forbidden Zone. Oh, yes. I'm familiar with
3: The Forbidden Zone. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And when I saw what you were doing, it reminded me a lot of that. And I had wondered uh, if that was an influence or if this really just comes out of your mind. Um,
3: I wouldn't say that they were a conscious influence on what I do. I I only really got into I was introduced to the Forbidden Zone a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. But I do think that that um, that tan- that tangent DNA thread there is um is real because I know the people in Pink Eye are big uh, Oingo Boingo fans and. Uh, Forbidden Zone fans, and I believe that uh, Blake and that band met Danny Elfman one time, and oh, wow, I think Richard oh, wow. Elfman as well. And um, so that, uh, you're not the only one to see a, a connecting thread there.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm hearing yeah. an echo here, echo. so hopefully that clears up. Oh, Uh-oh! It's... Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's always the trouble with doing Skype, right? But you know, I don't think you'd like my apartment. I haven't had a chance to clean... We've had a couple guests in the apartment and uh they've been very polite about it actually. <laughs> but um you know it, it's basically located in the bowels of hell so that's not great.
3: Nothing new to me though so uh, I wouldn't be opposed to such a situation. There's I've absolutely had worse conditions to operate in mm-hmm. before.
0: Yeah, I bet you've seen it all. Where are some of the worst places that you've had to perform?
3: Mm, a lot of the problem just comes from these diseased microphones at the oh. clubs. Because uh, the, something you should really do if you're going to become a long term performer or a performer mi- at all is really to invest in your own microphones so that you're not pressing your lips up against these disease ridden uh, uh, germ factories of, on the microphones. And you just get, you acquire these illnesses that would otherwise be preventable.
0: Oh, jeez. Yeah, I never thought about that, but uh, that's disgusting. <laughs> I mean, I guess it's kind of like maybe a step up from a stripper pole?
3: I would argue that it's a step down from a, a, a stripper pole. If you look at some of these, these ghastly musicians who take to the stage and, and spend the whole evening breathing onto these onto these devices.
0: Yeah, jeez, that's awful. So you bring your own microphone then.
3: I do not. I still have not invested. I've been wanting to make this investment for a long time, but um, it doesn't mean I'm not aware of it every time I grab a microphone.
0: Right, right. So I guess the next question to ask you would be, what interesting diseases have you had lately?
3: Oh, you know, it's not... um, Thankfully, I haven't been uh, too riddled with anything too awful. It's just usually the sore throats and the fevers and your standard cold and flu that come from You get it more often than you would, uh, than you otherwise would as a standard, not licking the microphone citizen.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, she's maybe like a wet nap or something like that. I don't know. Yeah, that's that's awful. I'm sorry to hear that. Now, uh, microphones aside, tell me, who is Waldo?
3: Well, I'm a professional. Uh, puppet dancing puppet man as we've mentioned mm-hmm. I've I've been performing around the greater San Diego area for about uh, closing in on 3 to 4 years now I guess we're closer to the 3 year territory yeah and um I'm always looking for a new show I like to perform with bands that's my favorite thing to do I can perform for anywhere from about 20 to 40 minutes depending on what you ask of me uh, just um, if you need me to host an event or something, I can do stuff like that. But if you're putting me on a, on a show with, with your bands, I, I just treat me like any other single individual with an acoustic guitar or any other, uh, performance slot. And that will eliminate a lot of, uh, a lot of clarity issues with my audiences I've had in the past that typically end in a disaster.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, we don't want that. So music's very much your passion.
3: then. I th- no, not so much. I just enjoy performing with musicians and um, I like, um, those are always my favorite shows to be a part of.
0: Fascinating. Now, if you had to give me a really quick pitch for your show, what would you give me? Go. It's a top hit
2: musical dancing extravagant entertainment extravaganza,
3: the likes of which you have never seen before.
0: And would you like to leave our audience with any advice or words of wisdom that you've gathered on your journeys? Give me just a second. Okay. Are, are you Googling?
2: No, no, no. Hands off. Okay.
0: Hands off. <laughs> It's Maybe like, I should
2: Google something.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's all good if you do. So.
2: What was the question again? I've already forgotten what I'm
3: supposed to be thinking about.
0: No, no, that's okay. Oh, geez. What's the
3: what's the question?
0: The, the uh, Any advice or words of wisdom that you have? Oh, yeah.
3: Yes, purchase your own microphone. Rid yourself of disease and filth that your fellow performers will bring to the stage. Because while there are a lot of charming people you meet in show business, there are a lot of vile criminals as well. So keep your eyes peeled,
2: and, but trust everyone until they give you a reason not to.
0: Very nice. Powerful words. Thank you so much, Waldo. Uh, and, thank yeah, joining- and thank you for joining us. thank you, too. Yes. It's been nice. All right. Thank you for joining us today. And uh, take care. Is there anywhere that you're going to be performing soon?
1: Oh, you better believe there is. This April 27th. The Just Trying to Make Friends event. See Waldo Oswaldo live on stage. Don't be a puppy murderer. Make sure you attend this show. Check out Waldo underscore Oswaldo on Instagram for more information.
0: Okay, perfect. So they should check out your Instagram. All right, great. Thank you so much, Waldo. All right, everybody. Bye. It's me, Nap, and I just wanted to let you know that if you're only listening to the You Mind, you're only getting half the story. Hear what happens uh, when the mics go off by listening to our sister program, Creeping Wave Radio. It's a play within a play. Uh, Links to both podcasts are available in the area below. Uh, Do we need to do that again?
3: Unless you want to be at your crotch. (laughs)